News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, the government is today announcing paid leave for for victims of domestic violence. And for more on this, Minister for Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth, Roderick O'Gorman, joins us. Good morning, Minister. Um, before we get to that, I, I think you probably heard what, what, what myself and Shane were saying. We've been discussing those dire warnings uh, in the headline in The Independent this morning over housing plan as key targets are missed. Um, Four billion euros spent on providing housing. We're not going to meet our targets. Why is that? Good morning, Kira. Well, I think it's important to focus on what has been achieved in the year that Housing for All has been in operation. Um, we are going to meet our target this year of 24,600 homes. Uh, the completion figures in the quarter two of this year were the highest ever since, since that uh, figure started being being measured. The measure, the number of approved planning permissions in the last 12 months is 11% higher than the previous 12 months. And we have over 20,000 additional people working in the housing uh, sector, working in the construction sector since before the pandemic. So all of us are, are very aware of the huge kind of change in the entire system that we need to make in order to be able to deliver the targets under Housing for All. Uh, And those changes are taking place. They're starting to show results, even in the face of, I suppose, the the, the inflationary pressures, the delays that COVID caused and and the the wider uh, supply problems that the war in Ukraine is is generating in Ireland and across Europe. And is is that the only problem? Inflation, supply chain issues, other than that, the the issues that we have seen that have stymied us in many ways around planning, around bottlenecks in the system, have they been ironed out? Well, those issues that I listed are are, are significant and and they do have an impact. But you're right, there are other other issues in the system and and very significant work is underway. I know the Attorney General is working very closely with Minister O'Brien right now, uh, looking at an overall review of the planning system. Um, We've removed the um, the strategic housing development legislation that wasn't really delivering uh, and replaced that with a new system. So I think we are changing the system to enable delivery of those 90,000 social houses, those 36,000 affordable houses, and really importantly, the uh, 18,000 cost rental houses, that brand new form of uh, affordable rent tenure that this government has now introduced. And people are now living in cost rental houses for the very first time. All right. Uh, Moving on, you yourself are are, uh, bringing in this this work-life balance bill that is going to, I suppose, change some of the rights for workers. Can you outline for us what the, what those changes are? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a significant package of measures and it's very much designed to promote and uh, um, protect women's parta- participation in the workforce and, and support workers with caring responsibilities. Um, it, it has four main elements. Uh, the first is the provision of five days unpaid medical care leave for parents and for carers. Secondly, also for parents and carers, the right to seek uh, flexible work from their employer. We're also extending uh, the ability of a, a woman returning to work after pregnancy to uh, seek breastfeeding breaks. Right now, that's only for six months after the birth of the child. We're extending that to, to two years. And finally, we're bringing in uh, five days paid domestic violence leave for victims of, of domestic violence. And we'll be one of the first European countries to provide for uh, paid domestic violence leave. OK, let, let, let's break down some of those measures. And they, and they sound mm-hmm. they sound great on paper. For example, the, the, the right to seek flexible working arrangements for, for parents and carers. That doesn't mean you have a right to get them. You just have a right to ask. 
Yeah, it's a it's a right to seek, uh, and it, and it comes from a from an from an EU work life balance directive, uh, and it involves the, the the ability of a parent of a, of a child up to twelve or someone with a caring responsibility to look for one of those uh, elements of but of, of Minister, flexible the, the, work. There was probably very little stopping people for looking for, for it before. If there's no right to get it, that's not much of a change. Well, I think it sets out a very clear process whereby a, a, a parent or a, a carer can see this particular working format. Uh, it sets out a clear response that the employer has to make. And I think it, it, it again shows that, and I think many employers are already working to try and uh, support the, the, the caring needs of, of their No employees. doubt, because it's very difficult to retain staff mm-hmm. at the moment. No doubt that that has changed that landscape a little bit. I'm also very interested in, in the five days of domestic violence leave. As someone who worked for many years as a doctor, domestic violence tends to be an incredibly covert issue in people's mm-hmm. lives. People, it's 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 deeply um, distressing for people, obviously, and they hide it. They they hide it yeah. due to stigma and shame and all of those things. And in fact, I I just find it very hard to believe that somebody is going to rock up to their boss and say, "Listen, I'm a victim mm-hmm. of domestic violence. Can I have five days off?" I, I imagine. They will say, I have a headache, I have a cold, I have the flu. Uh, people, people, do, do you think this, uh, I'm finding it hard to believe that this leave will be taken up in the form that it's being delivered. Mm-hmm. Well, we recognise that and that was an issue that came up in our consultations, both with employers and with groups uh, representing the, the victims of domestic violence. One of the things we're doing is we're going to provide employers with a template uh, employment policy, specifically how to respond to the needs of an employee who's been the victim of domestic violence, whether they're seeking this particular leave or just more generally, because I know there is a wariness there about from employers in terms of how do they deal with these situations. The other thing we're doing is we're going to review the uptake of this particular leave after two years. And um, this is a new uh, innovation. As I say, there, I think there's only one or two other European countries that introduce this. I know New Zealand introduced it about about two years ago. So it is new. Uh, and I think it's right that we. And do we know, it is it being taken years. up, taken up in New Zealand? Because it looks like a lovely headline, but I have a feeling uh, that victims of domestic violence will not want to be discussing it with, with their bosses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is there certainly is some take up uh, in, in New Zealand. Uh, the, 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 the leave has only been applying for, for about a year. So we've been engaging with, uh, with the, the New Zealand um, ministry just in terms of an understanding of the, uh, of, of, of the pickup. But I think it is, I suppose, the reason we're doing this is that we know that victims of domestic violence are at a greater risk of slipping into poverty uh, around the time if they're maybe leaving, leaving, leaving the family home. So what we're trying to do is provide an opportunity okay. where they can make medical appointments, make court appointments, maybe moving their kids from school and do so in a way that they won't uh, suffer okay. um, significant loss of income. And, and maybe lastly, Minister, we're moving into what looks like a, a, a new and possibly very bloody era in the, in the Ukrainian war. And you obviously have approximately, I think it's 50,000 Ukrainian refugees here currently. Gormanstown, I believe, is being closed for the winter, probably understandably it's tented. Where are the people who are currently in Gormanstown or, or that, that have had to go to Gormanstown? Where are we going to put people? Well, specifically on Gormanstown, we're working with the Department of Defence right now in terms of the uh, provision of, of, of alternative uh, accommodation that, 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 w- that would be suitable uh, across the winter. 
Gormanstown at, at maximum capacity had capacity for about 350 people. Uh, I think it's maybe has about 100 people uh, living in it at the moment. And people were only ever in Gormanstown on a, on a reasonably short term sure. basis on, on a number of weeks. So my department continues to uh, get capacity for, for the accommodation of, uh, of Ukrainian displaced persons. We're accommodating 38,000 of those, um, those, those, those uh, 50,000 that you spoke about across a range of measures, across hotels, guest houses. But we B&Bs. will have accommodation for, for people in some shape or form. Yeah, we, we'll continue to look to provide accommodation for, for both Ukrainian displaced persons and uh, it, those coming to Ireland seeking international protection. It is really challenging, um, but, but we continue to do our best. And particularly when we see what's happening in, in Zoom uh, and other parts of Ukraine, yeah. liberated Ukraine now, that's the reason why we're doing this. Minister Roderick O'Gorman, thank you for speaking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.